Hello and welcome to the Muppets Mayhem Backstage Pass, the unofficial companion podcast to the Muppets Mayhem presented by ToughPicks.com. This is the podcast where we tour through every episode of the Muppets Mayhem to uncover behind the scenes stories, Easter eggs and more with the talented cast and crew who helped put the series together. I'm your host, dedicated Mayhead Joe Hennis. Today, we are talking about track four, The Times They Are a Changin', in which the band collaborates with a bunch of musicians, and sisters Nora and Hannah don't collaborate with each other at all. This week, we are simply bursting with amazing guests. First up, he's a co-creator and executive producer of The Muppets Mayhem. Please welcome Jeff Yorks back to the podcast. Hey, Jeff. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. I can't Thanks believe Thanks for coming back. back. Thank you. Glad you made it. Next up, he's another co-creator and executive producer, as well as the performer behind that consummate ivory tickler, Dr. Teeth. Please welcome Bill Beretta back to the podcast. Hello, Bill. And there's an ambulance going by. (laughs) Next up, an actress who has appeared on Degrassi, The Next Generation, The Mysterious Benedict Society, and that terrific film, The Breadwinner. On The Muppets Mayhem, she plays the social media influencer, Hannah, Please welcome Sarah Chaudhry to the podcast. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having us. Finally, we have an actress and YouTube superstar who performs the budding record executive and Electric Mayhem band manager, Nora. Please welcome Lily Singh to the podcast. Hi, Lily. How's it going? Thanks for having us. Wonderful. It's such a treat to get to talk to you both. Uh, and, uh, also I, I just have to tell you, you've done such an incredible job on this show. Uh, I love both of your characters so much, and it must be so difficult to find ways to be entertaining as humans amongst all the chaos of the Muppets. Is that, is that true? It must be. A hundred, hundred percent. You know what? It was my dream. I was like, oh my God, I got this role for the first time in my life. I might be number one on the call sheet. And then I got humbled real quick when all of of the Muppets were one to six on the call sheet. And I was like, oh yeah, this is about them. This is about, but it's been a joy to just be alongside them because they're the stars of the show and we get to help make them shine. So it's really awesome. That's true. Uh, can you each uh, give us like just a real brief recap about how you learned about the projects, what your auditions were like, how you got the role? Um, Sarah, we could start with you. Yeah, sure. Um, I think, yeah, I, I as with, most projects I received an email from my team um just letting me know what the project was that they were interested in having me tape for it um I had gone through a couple rounds of uh self-tapes that I just kind of like made at home I was actually shooting some one of them was made in Toronto and I actually watched my my first audition the other day just for for fun Oh, yeah, wow. for a little full circle moment. I still have it. Um, and and then do you see a, do them... you see a difference? Did you see a difference? Like, oh, I guess you have, you haven't seen the last one then, right? You saw your first one. You said, yeah. I just wonder what maybe what you know. It'd be interesting to see the difference if there was any adjustments you made or things you. There did. were, there were. I remember getting like notes back, and mm. I remember freaking out because one of the emails, like halfway through the audition process was like casting saying to my team she's very right for this and I was like what does that mean like oh my god um but you were yeah and then my last my last round of auditions was with or like the last screen test I guess was with Lily over zoom and that's when I met all of you lovely humans and and yeah I don't recall was it 
Was it the same scene that you read each time? Do you remember what it was? It was, yeah, it was the same two scenes. It was one of the scenes is in this episode that we're about to talk about. Mm -hmm. And then the other scene was uh, one of the scenes from episode one, I think. Right. It was the the scene in the den during the PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, it's the PowerPoint that we we cut. Yeah, you, you'll have to right. point out the uh, the scene in this episode once we. I will. We I will. Yeah, great. But the uh, but we but the the chemistry was so clear when we saw them do it together, and you could imagine. I mean, it's hard too over Zoom, but you could just you could just tell. You know, it felt right. Mm. Lily, what was it like for you? Well, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I got an email, and at this point in my life, I was very much so prioritizing fun. You know, I've done a lot of cool things in my life, but I was like, I want to just make sure whatever projects I do next are fun and full of joy. And so when I got an email about the Muppets, I was like, the universe has answered my call because there's not many other things that are as joyous as the Muppets. So I auditioned as well. I was traveling. Uh, I did a few tapes. And then I also had to do a chemistry read over Zoom with, with Bill and Jeff and everyone. And I remember calling my agent being like, are there going to be Muppets on the Zoom right now? <laughs> Am I going to log on and there's Muppets on the Zoom? Like, I need to know. There were not. It was Bill, but it was still good. It was still good. Um, and I will never forget this. It was my reminder to always be a good and kind human being because the moment I signed on to Zoom, Bill said to me, you don't remember this, but we've met before. And I went, uh-oh, tell me how we've met before. And he said, you shot with the Swedish chef. And you were kind enough to make my son a video who was a fan. And my response was, yes, I am that kindness person that did that. <laughs> glad that you remember that right now at the beginning of this audition. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah of course. That. It was for uh-huh. his birthday, too. You said happy birthday to him. And oh, he he just couldn't believe it. He was like so taken. And I never forget that. Oh and, here we, and here we are, baby. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah, second yeah. that. I think the first impression I got when we logged on, I did one scene on my own, and then Lily came on, or it was vice versa. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But the first thing that she said to me, she was like, "Hey," and immediately she was like, "Okay, so this is what we're gonna do." She didn't care that like all the guys were like on the Zoom. She the was control. like, "Okay, I'm gonna tell you what yeah. we're doing." Yeah, and she was like, "Let me tell you, like." all is good like we're just gonna have fun just be present with me like whatever and I was just like oh my god nerves gone <laughs> I was just like okay I'm here it's really sweet and also annoying of me because I'm a control freak obviously but <laughs> yeah we, no. I know what it's very like, Nora like, it's very Nora no just, and and you know we we were just taken with Lily right away you know because she had we knew we knew she had a very playful side, right? Because I was familiar with her social media side of her world and her a talk show, but um, to see her play something a little more, you know, and, and not dude, I don't want to say big, but just no, grounded. just grounded, real, true, yeah, totally. you know, um, was just amazing because it 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 seemed effortless, you know. She just uh, it didn't seem like she'd been doing anything other than that. So I was just I just thought, wow. This is, Thanks, she's guys. great. Yeah, yeah. Best podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is just a back padding podcast. We're just going to compliment each other for the next hour. Yeah, you uh, are. You guys are unbelievable. You, like, know you. you are the most beautiful and lovely people no, I've ever you. met in my life. No, you are. No, no, you are. No, you Come are. On. No, you are. Uh, do you remember what the first thing you filmed with the uh, with the Muppets was for the show for each of you? I do. Um, my first scene, I'm quite certain, was after the band has their rager, 
and um I come in to be like well, what what are you doing why why did you have that rager in the backyard everyone's gonna be mad the cops are gonna be mad I told you to get out of the shack um that was the first so it was the scene with all all of the band members uh, it was a huge setup I remember it was a huge camera movement as well we had this camera doing like a 360 turnover yeah, and spinning drum set. Um, and cut yes it was like a huge scene i was thrust into and i was just like fronting i was like okay we're gonna pretend we're not freaking out we're gonna yeah. do this scene but i was dying inside for sure yeah like right in the middle of the chaos too yeah i'm totally. sure that i'm sure that helped yeah, yeah. i think we cut yeah, that i think yeah i think mine was was similar i uh, i can't remember whether it was a group scene first or whether it was just i think it was a group scene first um where it was like all of us at once it was I, the scene where like animal is chasing jj and taj has like the tea or, or something and like drops it so from him. episode seven yeah like we were we were shooting out of order because remember i right. came in like two weeks later so you guys, I thought you did the um, the party scene at your house at at uh, Sarah's house part. first. That was Wasn't after. It? No, no. Was it after? no. So this is the thing. I, you remember that like pink outfit where I, my hair was in a bun? No. Oh yeah, yeah. Your bun. Yeah, yes, that was that's how I remember that. Oh, that was the first okay. Thing. okay. And then. Yeah. Like later in the day, I had scenes alone and I was like, oh my God. And it was like alone <laughs> as in just me and Zoot and just me and Floyd. Oh, and it was wow. me giving Zoot a haircut and doing <laughs> Floyd's makeup or something. No, and, or, or Taj's uh, makeup too. I think that was the next day. Oh, I see. Okay. Or it might have been all of the same day. Who knows? I can't remember. It was so many yeah. different things. Like you said. You guys had to jump around from show to show and scene yeah. to scene. But yeah. I just remember it just being chaos. And I and 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 Dave in the scene where I was cutting Zoot's hair, like Dave was like on a little like rolly underneath me. And I was like, whoa, like this is so crazy. This is like the magic and the madness and the science behind how these guys make this work. Like I had no warning going in. They were just like, by the way, like sets are built like three, four feet up. Um, enjoy, have fun. Like I was just, I had no warning. I didn't know that there were like holes in the ground or, yeah. you know, I had to like not fall in, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty awesome. And Bill, I remember you came up to Dave when we were shooting that scene where I'm cutting his hair. Yeah. And you whispered something in his ear. Oh, really? Do you remember what it was? Because you whispered something in his ear. And I was like, oh, like, do you have notes for me? <laughs> you were just dead silent. You were like, no. Nothing for you. You're good. Yeah, nothing I, for I, you. And no. I and and all I remember like being able to hear was like, just like surprise her. That's all I remember oh, hearing. I don't remember or, what I said. I, I wish I, I, yeah, wish I, I did. I have a terrible memory. I, I wish I did remember what it was, but I do recall now the bit about I you I had nothing to I thought you were just great. I just wanted Dave to mess with you a little bit, I guess. Yeah, I was like, something this is a different. test. I was yeah. like, this is a first day test. See if I can like rip off the Muppet's energy. Hate. I think uh, it worked, but it was uh, it was pretty cool. Hey Joe, can I just ask one quick question that we asked uh, Taj? Um, yeah, of course. I, I'm just curious. The idea of shooting out of order the way we did, right? Shows, scenes. Did you guys, how did you feel about that process? Because in one way, it's a big, long movie, right? So you have all that information ahead of time. 
does that feed your character or does it do both does it feed your character and then but then is it difficult because now you've got to remember where you were in that episode is it a beneficial thing or what are the pros and cons to being an actor who has to kind of block shoot and you know approach scenes like that i mean for me personally i think there's pros and cons i i mean i've never had an experience where i shot something from in order beginning to end i've never had that experience it feels like that would be really cool because you'd be able to like know where your character is at all times and you wouldn't have to go back and figure it out having said that from like a human standpoint getting to be able to know people and like me getting to be able to know sarah and know dodge and then okay now we have a scene where like we're at a party with such really good friends we're actually really good friends at that point so there's no mm -hmm. lying. So, but I won't lie. For me, I had to, before we shot any scene, I did have to read everything before and everything after to be like, I had notes on my script that was like, Nora right now is still really insecure because X, Y, Z just happened before this. This has not happened yet. So like, you do have to put yourself in that headspace, which is a little challenging, but like, that's part of the fun. Did you say X, Y, Z? Yes, I'm Canadian. Yeah, Z, 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 baby. X, Y, Z. I thought you were talking about the music producer who yeah. appears in the show. It's, it's, it's crazy how so many people from around the world say Zed. It's almost like it's the correct way to say it. <laughs> well, I think I think we've just had some shade thrown in our direction as as Americans. <laughs> well, how about Sarah? But so I'm just curious, Sarah, if she had her her kind of feeling towards that. Right before that, I think it was like the summer before. Um, I we shot Muppets. I had shot a show like we shot three seasons. Uh, season three, four, and five of a show that I've been doing for a little while, um, all at once. Mm. And so after that experience, I was like, yeah. I am ready for war. Like right. I am ready for anything. Yeah. Um, but like at that point, we were jumping from season five to season three to season midway through season four in a day. Oh wow! And mm. so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's and big. So yeah. it was kind of nuts but it was a really amazing practice for me as an actor to kind of jump between and be able to kind of just fine-tune skill in that way just to be able to jump back and forth and to be able to pivot um you know at, at any point during the day into a different um a different stage of a character's life and mm. so it wasn't it, it was a challenge, of course, but it wasn't something like out of the ordinary for me. Um, so we were when, you, when you're <laughs> when you're working with with wonderful people around you that are there to remind you like what your character had just been through or what she was thinking about in that moment. Um, I think that's that's yeah. I think when shooting with the Muppets, the greatest challenge is not block shooting. <laughs> <laughs> that is the greatest challenge is I just need one of you to be able to grab the phone that's in my hand. And the that's the greatest challenge. It's animal. Can you just take this prop from me, please? Yeah. Can this not be a six hour setup where you need to take <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Muppets are hard to work with. Uh, and uh, hey. I, I hope, I hope we'll, I mean, they're a delight, but they're difficult. Uh, but let's talk about this episode where the Muppets get to do things that maybe maybe there were some more six-hour setups. Um, we start uh, our cold open. We're back in the Mayhem van. Uh, we got a couple of Easter eggs right off the bat. Uh, we see a billboard for JJ's music app, Jfinity, in the background. I mean that. Uh, I had a feeling you did. 
and then they pass a Pizza Twins restaurant. Uh, of course, the Pizza Twins from uh, Great Muppet Caper. Did Sarah or Lily, did you know what the Pizza Twins this were before is, I mentioned it just now? Both of these things are news to me. Honestly, <laughs> both of these things. So just very quickly, we had to remove stuff. You couldn't have like a billboard for like Freebie or something like that. And so they were going to remove it. Well, if you're going to remove it, can we replace it? And so that for me was an opportunity. Well, let's make it something that fits. So yeah, for have, to have Jayfinity, JJ's company, that was great. And then the last shot was just very quick, but it's like, yeah, it's a great Muppet Caper reference. Yeah, Jeff basically made references specifically for me. This is for yeah. me to pause and be like, I see you. I get it. <laughs> You're a fan too. Thank you. Uh, so the Mayhem is singing a medley of public domain songs, including She'll Be Coming Around the Mountain and Jingle Bells and Take Me Out to the Ball Game, uh, Ave Maria, which got a huge laugh out of me. Uh, and they start debating what they should sing next. Maybe Beatles, Bowie, Jimi Hendrix. Um, and naturally, you know, you're allowed to sing whatever song you want for free in your own van, uh, like Stairway to Heaven. Uh, and you all kind of do this deep stare directly into the barrel of the camera, uh, which is hysterical. This must have come, this whole sequence must have come from like your own frustration in what music you can and can't use. Is that is that accurate? It was Adam, right? Kind of. A... Yeah, I mean, it's just right. To some degree, we did have part of our budget was for music. We definitely knew that. But then, yes, we're obviously playing off the fact that, you know, some things you cannot use at all um, and co are cost more than our entire series to use. So <laughs> a little commentary. Like Stairway to Heaven. We couldn't even do the first uh, no. note. Yeah. Whoa. We had to cut out before they start. They own the note? They Can you own a note? All right. I mean, good for you, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. I don't own a note. Uh, picking up from last week's episode, uh, we had a cliffhanger. Moog fell through the floor, uh, and he found a secret recording studio underneath the shack. Uh, and what's down there besides the recording studio? It's Cheech and Chong, the real Cheech and Chong. What a delight to see those two again. Sara, how uh, excited were you to see uh, Cheech and Chong there? Sara knew them. She has all the records. No, I actually did. Like, my parents were like, no, like, we we know these guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, my mom, like, my because I started the show when I was um, 17. So I still had, like, my parents with me on set for a little while. Hmm. And we're two of the nicest people I oh ever my gosh. in my big life. Fans, oh, they're so yep. amazing. Oh. I'm big fans as well. I think I'll keep them. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember we showed up to set that day and my mom saw Cheech and Chong on one of the trailers and she was like, oh. and my mom doesn't really, like my mom is so, you know my mom, she like <laughs> actually doesn't care. Like it's very excited. hard to impress this woman. <laughs> and so like, she was like, it's kind of cool. That was it. And I was like, that's how I know that she actually thinks it's cool because she said kind of cool. Mm. You know? Asian parents, yeah. ultimate compliment. Like, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Like, pretty good. Ultimate right. compliment. Yeah. yeah. Or just like the head nod. Yeah. And um, you're just like, ah, they recognize it. They were a big <laughs> get for us. We were excited. It was super, uh, it was oh, my gosh. Cool. oh my it was, gosh. It was just the idea that maybe we could, because I don't, I didn't think they did that many, uh, at least recently. Things together. No, I, I did some things. research into it. They've done a lot of like um, animated things, like things where they don't actually have to be presents or, right. or interviews together or whatever. Yeah. I know they they had talked about doing a new Cheech and Chong movie. I don't know, two thousand eight or so. So they were obviously working together, 
Uh, but it's rare to see them on screen in character. Together, like on, and then like they're sort of, they're wearing costumes that are reminiscent of their old school uh, vibe. Uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, I yeah. thought we were sort of making history, it felt like. Um, I was, I, I kind of uh, freaked out because I, um, we knew that we had got, we got them to come in, they're coming. And so I kind of tried to tailor our script to their kind of cadence what i remembered as a kid the mans and you know how many mans they say after certain things and i went and spoke to tommy chong and asked him how it felt and he goes well yeah this feels like us man I was oh, like, yeah okay that's yeah. a good compliment <laughs> yeah oh yeah like it that. was great felt really good yeah were you there in the hair and makeup trailer lily when they gave out little gifts no, I was not. Did you guys get gifts? Oh, oh I didn't get a gift. Good. What'd you get? I know what kind of gifts those think? are. Yeah, I, I get it. Gifts, for context, I was 17 and did not receive a gift. <laughs> uh, <laughs> still, that's a great story. Yeah. They have a business. That's Yeah, that's something you're going to tell. Together. Not a lot of people get to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, Adam has never let me forget that, uh, you know, because he loves to write people into his shows just so he can meet them to have them sign his toys and stuff like that and so he wasn't there that morning and i hurried over with a record to have cheech and chong sign and uh and i came back i'm like i got my record signed he's like yeah did you get my my toy car signed i said no i did i did not he's like uh-huh and he has not let me forget that oh. I didn't get the Cheech and Chong toy car sign. That sound was such a good Adam impersonation. Yeah, that's yeah exactly, that was that's really exactly good. the sound he makes. Uh, it was really, really, I think it, it caused a great divide in our friendship. I'm oh. so sorry. Sorry. When Mook falls through the floor and you see him downstairs, there's a light that's coming through the window and you see there's dust and smoke and little particles of things. Yeah, dust motes and stuff. Jeff's, Jeff's attention to detail. There wasn't any of that there. And he was like, you know what? We got to feel that. It, 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 can we have some of that? And it was like a few couple rounds of going back with notes, but it just, you don't, you don't, you see it, but you know, you don't realize all of the details and how much detail Jeff thinks about when it comes to things like that. It's really cool. If you go back and look, it's beautiful. Things about working on the show is I very quickly learned how much everyone cared about all the tiny details mm. and i really like as a creative i super appreciated that because it's definitely not like a, i'm gonna be real with you day one at the end of day one i was like oh we're like 17 days behind like I, I, we were so behind in day one it was because they were like no we're not sacrificing the details and i so appreciated that that would redo takes for the smallest things i think one day i went up to lily and i was just like how's everything going and you're just like I have a question. When are we going to um, shoot all the stuff we were not able to shoot uh, over the past like four days? And again, Adam and I were writing and writing out of a hole. And I'm like, what? What yeah. do you mean? And you're like, so how's this going to work? How are we going to shoot all this? And I had no idea. And I was terrified. And I just never wanted to talk to Lily again. No, I'm it was great. It was just like, oh, my God, the call sheet is literally a suggestion. It's just they're suggesting yeah. things that may or may not happen. And it's Oof. but it all got done. And it's all amazing. Absolutely. Well, because because there is a thing. And when we start a production, it's always something I say right away, especially for people who haven't had the opportunity of working with the Muppets. There's a learning curve that happens and you you don't catch up for two weeks. Right. The whole crew doesn't really become a machine. You know, this this thing that's just moving along. It takes a couple of weeks if you yeah. if, depending on the amount of amount of time that you have to shoot your thing, whatever you're doing. But, you know, if it's a week that you have, it takes a couple of days for everybody to get up to speed. And once that happens, 
it all kicks in and we kind of catch up. But it's that first thing that everybody goes through, which is, how is this ever going to get done? You know, this is impossible. But we get there. We get yeah, and there. that attention to detail is is blatant on screen. Like we 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 can all see it for sure. So it's much appreciated. Um, so down in the basement here, uh, they find a uh, TV VCR combo. They turn it on. We see the Mayhem singing "Rock and Robin" from the Muppet Show. It's from the Jean Pierre Rompal episode. In case anyone's curious, uh, and so great to hear Richard Hunt's voice on this show. It's been a while since we've heard him in a in a Muppet performance. Yeah, playing Jan- the original Janice. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, Janice. exactly. Uh, the band starts singing along. Everyone's singing "Rock and Robin," and they are interrupted by Penny and JJ. Uh, I liked this little moment where uh, Nora says "brb" and Doctor Teeth goes, "Oh, bring your own root beer." <laughs> like I had to, yeah, I had to just, rewind to be like, "Did improvised. I hear that right?" We just yeah, made it up. Good. I don't know. It was just stupid. I just made so it so funny. Up. It was stupid, but I. I got it. I liked it. Uh, oh, and Cheech and Chong uh, also asks Zoot for a dime for the payphone, and Zoot holds out his hand, and the dime levitates. Yes. And it's not commented on. We don't no. ever come back to anything like that. We're just gonna let it sit. They're probably the theories. only two humans in the show that see Zoot's surreal bubble. That right. somehow just tuned into that vibe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that they're like on that. that level with Zoot. It's only right. they're the only people. Otherwise. It's just Zoot and the audience that acknowledge. They may have given you know, each other gifts. What's happening? Yeah, that's right. They could have gotten Sarah's gift uh, to Zoot. She's not going to take it, so maybe I'll hold on to it. <laughs> I mean, maybe that dime at one point was in a bag. Think about that. Hmm. A dime bag. And Chong thanks him. He says, thanks, Dave. That's a reference to thanks, a cheap and Chong thing. Yeah. Dave's not home, man. It's also Dave Goals, by the way. It's got a double thing, you know. Oh, that's true. Oh, I definitely thought that was just them talking to Dave. I know some people. I figured some people yeah, would. I yeah, I thought same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. So, so Dave goals the whole time that's was right. the guy who was not home. <laughs> well, no, the whole time. Yeah. The, the joke. It's one was of their old with, bits. It's one of their yeah, old comedy bits. Yeah, that's what it was written for, and then right. you don't realize until you're doing it that Dave's the guy who's actually performing Zoom. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, Nora and JJ are talking. Uh, Animal pops his head through the hole in the floor and says, JJ, bad. Uh, was that hole? In, I mean, there's holes in the floor all over the place. So I assume it's a real hole. You didn't just mat two shots together. Is that accurate? Yeah, because we're on a raised deck, right? So right. the decking is four feet off of the ground. So it's really just a hole that's in one of the decks. And Eric is underneath. I also yeah. want to point out because I was, you know, there's a lot of moments in the show where I'm proud of what we made, but in this moment, I'm particularly proud of myself because I perfectly throw that rug over that hole with such precision and aim <laughs> where I was like, Ooh, I did not think I could do that. But you guys remember how proud I was of myself for doing that you, perfect toss off yes. an athlete, an athlete, basically. Many of, it, many of those things you did. I did notice it, it almost looked like CG the way that like, it's oh, a perfect wow. little dip in that hole. Noticed that rug was almost played by the rug from Aladdin, but because that rug is not available. So, do you want to talk a little bit about um, working with Anders Holm? Because you share a lot of scenes together. Anders is just a joy to work with. He is, you know, it's funny. He's one of those people like doesn't really turn off in the best in the best way. Like he's always (laughs) cracking jokes. He's such a joy to work with. He's actually so sweet and kind. And so that's why I thought he did such a good job with JJ because he like really taps into a version of himself that's just so aggravating in like a charming way. Mm. Uh, But I really had a blast working with him. We've actually become like good friends. Um, 
but yeah, there's definitely something he taps into for JJ that is like, I'm attracted to this guy and he's charming, but I also like hate him so much. Mm. So he like balance perfectly, in my opinion. Man, he's yeah. so funny. He's so clever too. Like his wit is just so dry at times. So dry. It's so great. So great. So Nora tells the band uh, she wants something new and fresh for their sound. Uh, Dr. T suggests switching instruments. Um, we see the band trying a new outfit. It's uh, their polka outfits from Muppet Sigma Manhattan. I assume it's the same ones. They look identical to to that shot from Muppet Sigma Manhattan. Yep. Well, they're they're yeah they found them, but they had to right. you know fix them up, and I think they made sure. one for lips. Oh right, yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, but Nora wants uh, a sound that skews a little bit younger than their classic rock feel. So maybe a hot new music collab. Uh, and that's going to be kind of the theme throughout this episode, uh, all these collaborations. Uh, Nora and Mook have a conversation outside. He uh, wants to uh, help the mayhem because he knows the sound so well. And to prove that he's got producing skills, he opens up his trailer and we see like the bed folds down. The we should talk about the trailer. Yeah, we should... oh, I wish Adam was on. Talk this about one. the trailer. Tell me all about this trailer. Yeah, this scene with uh, Moog revealing his trailer is probably I'm gonna say the scene that was most reshot in the entire series. <laughs> um, I think we shot that scene three times. Correct me if I'm wrong. It I could be right. I think it was three total. Yeah, Moog's trailer looked super different the first time we shot the it. interior. The interior. The interior yeah. really different. It wasn't as modern. Um, it was much more like DIY things falling from random places. It was so cool, but then it got redone to be more modern. But we shot the scene three different times. Um, so I feel like I still have that scene memorized and I will go to my grave with that scene because it is also memory. Can I say we did shoot three times, but I don't think we shot the whole scene three times. We shot the whole scene twice and then we had to do a pickup or something right uh, to do it again uh on a green what was it there was wasn't it like we yeah, had to do a pickup or something we shot it we had the location again but because we, had right. to the show, we did not I, have not. that shack location That's so i right. think we did do a green screen but yeah. i remember me and Thaj when we were at the premiere we were like okay it's either gonna look like how we shot it or they're gonna have cgi'd it and it's gonna be a spaceship <laughs> now because it totally. could be anything right. at this point <laughs> and you're like oh it's empty okay that's cool yeah. um Especially because Nora, Nora goes like, "Wow, that's impressive!" And it would be so impressive. It's like, look, I, I, I produce albums in in a void. There's nothing here. I would be impressed by that. Totally. I, I was. I'll say that I was. Uh, I prefer the original one. To be honest, that was my take. My take. I, I just thought it was in my mind what I imagined was Moog's trailer. Uh, more posters. More, you know, like a guy been living in it for a yeah, long why, time. Yeah. Yeah, and this new one, which I get too. I mean, I understand the the reason behind it, and why Adam liked it, but it felt a little more like you know the uh, the the west or some like hip uh, hotel, <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> in the back of your trailer. But you know, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, the idea was to have these drop down things that open up, and and he was kind of mechanically inclined, and he had a cool space, but the decor was the difference, really. Right. His Shout outs to the you know the team that makes all of that really oh cool stuff work because there were a few takes where I was like wow and I'm reacting to the shelf going eh, and like nothing working and I was like wow that's so cool <laughs> but they got it to work and it was awesome but it's a lot of pieces and bits and bobs for sure yeah so that's yeah. that's more of a compliment to your performance 
that you're able oh. to look at an empty room and go, whoa. Did I just actually compliment myself? Fine. I'll take no, no, but yeah. when I'm saying it was such a difficult thing to execute. And I feel like shout outs to just the crew that makes all of this stuff, whether it's the hot tub that Teeth is in or the truck that Mook is, it's just, it's really impressive. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the next scene is uh, Nora in Janice's bedroom. Uh, she has moved in and uh, it's a cool room. Like the stained glass on the walls and the floor is completely covered in pillows. Beautiful. One of my I, favorite scenes of the series too. Oh, really? Yeah, beautiful. I think the reason is because it's, it was one of the scenes, I'm going to say for me, um, the number one scene where I could not see any human while shooting mm. that scene. In most other scenes, uh, whether you know it was a hot tub with teeth, you could see people in green suits or blue suits, or you see people under the deck, but there was no deck that was visible to me, and there was no human at all visible to me. So this That's is one really where I was like, Janice is absolutely moving by mm. herself and a real human being right now. Um, and I really was like super trippy for me to shoot and super hard to walk because of all the pillows. So it was just I was just like in a different world while shooting that scene. And then the complete opposite is it was probably David Rubin's worst scene because he could not, he couldn't, he didn't have any yeah, other space <laughs> except to be through a hole and stuck under there. <laughs> but what an yeah. easy way to hide a puppeteer is to have a room that's completely filled with pillows. Right. Well, that he was really still well. through the floor, you know, because all the mm -hmm. pillows had to be supported. So he still was really, there was just a hole. For him that his arm went through and uh everything was dressed around it you know? and then sure, rudman's yeah. being operated by eric that's right and actually you know for for people who don't know too you know we have these kind of four foot by four foot square decking that we use to make these rooms so that we can take them in and out to create holes and spaces for the muppet performers and sometimes we use a two foot by four foot piece so it's half and we lay the pillows down. And so at least we have a little more air to breathe and see things and have somebody assist us. So it's not just always a hole. I was exaggerating a bit, but uh, still, um, yeah, probably Dave is not, not his favorite, but I'm glad it worked for you though. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Janice is very excited to have a new roomie. Uh, they're going to stay up late, braid each other's hair, use astral projection to, to dream share, be just like sisters uh, which maybe wasn't the best thing to say because there's still all this contention between Nora and Hannah. Uh, and it's a shame because Hannah is the only one that Nora knows who has all these celebrity connections. And as she says that, Lips pops in, says a bunch of nonsense because he booked a whole bunch of famous musicians because he knows everyone. Uh, how convenient that he happens to be here. Totally. Everyone always asks, like, you know, in so many interviews, people asked if you could be friends with any Muppet, no offense to anyone else, but like Lips has, Lips has the connections. And we <laughs> set him up as this character throughout the series where he knows that everyone's a phone call away. He knows everyone. So this this scene makes total sense. And not even Do just you celebrities. Wanna... Like he knows the best, you know, plumber. Right. Uh, right. He just knows everybody. Everybody loves Lips. Do you only want to be friends with Lips so that he can hook you up with other celebrities. Do you just want to use him as a, as a That's friend? The only reason. I do think the key to friendship is not always completely understanding your friends because sometimes they say annoying things. So I feel like less arguments would happen if there was a slight, they say communication is the key to success, but Lips has hmm. proved otherwise. Oh, that's a good point. So now we see Hannah for the first time in this episode. Uh, she's got Janice on her Instagram live uh, for a make makeup tutorial. I like that the first thing you do is you say, we're going to start with the light shadow to open up the eye a little bit, which is hysterical because <laughs> Janice and her eyes. Yep, uh, 
and Janice is using everything as a uh, metaphor for sisterhood, trying to convince Hannah to open up to her sister, and you know how it goes. Uh, Janice has this life mission to bring people together. Like, remember the time the Rolling Stones broke up? They didn't, because Janice got them together. The Stones never broke up. They never broke up. Thanks, Janice. One of our writers is uh, also named Hannah. And it became a very difficult thing to navigate in the writer's room when we'd refer to Hannah, the character, and Hannah, the You writer. know, I had trouble with the name at first, too. Because oh, yeah. Hannah's my cousin's name. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, really? It was like, yeah, and my cousins are like my best friends. Like, they're like my siblings. Yeah. Uh, so we all grew up around each other. It wasn't like those cousins that, like, live across the country that you saw, like, every once in a while. Right, like, right. Cousins and I are, like, besties. Um, yeah. And so it was weird at first. I was like, this is not right. It's confusing. It was our, so our writer Hannah was was banana. We called her Hannah Banana, so she was referred yeah. to as banana. That's so wild because I have an uncle named Doctor Teeth, so that's so. <laughs> oh wild. my god, yeah. that's amazing! I have lilies in my yard. <laughs> so, Sarah, did you yes. uh, did you get any advice from Lily on like how to be a an influencer? Because obviously, Lily has such a huge following, uh, and this is like your whole deal. No, actually, no? <laughs> no, no, we didn't have any conversation. I mean, Lily is, you know, herself and iconic as she is. But like, I think also as, uh, yeah, when I was shooting the show, 17, 18 year old, I, I mean, social media and whatnot just comes very naturally, whether or not you're super active on social media or not. I think growing up, you know, as a part of my generation, it's just something that is part of the zeitgeist. It's just like something you live and breathe, whether or not you're on social media or not, your friends are going to be talking about things or you're just going to pick things up along the way. Um, and, and I was definitely one of those little girls that like would take the family iPad and like make little vlogs by myself. And I still do, like, you can ask all my friends, like I'm the friend that like takes videos of everyone or like will vlog the day and be like, hey guys, like we're going to the beach today. This is my friend, whatever. And like, you know, so um, it wasn't totally unfamiliar. Like doing makeup tutorials with Janice by my side felt very similar to like when I would set up my like iPad with my cousins when I was younger and like do their makeup and it look atrocious but like okay. you know it was just for for the fun of it so yeah it no advice from Lily actually but and to be fair I was gonna say she doesn't need it I think Sarah like shines in this episode and I love the scene of her doing Janice's makeup and she absolutely did not need my advice because she crushed it and probably did way better than I could have ever guided her to do well you know too also I just can I just say like Sarah's very different from this character. Sarah is a very grounded, real like person. She's, She's taller, sweet too. and enjoy a little taller. Um, but but the adjustment that she made to play this character, it's not an easy thing to do because she's still real and she's playing a very real person. But there's an air about Hannah that you feel when she's in a room or she's talking or she's, you know, it's 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 like this, it's a it's what a good actor does, you know. And uh it, it, it's amazing in this episode. It's really great. Okay, we can stop now. It's true, <laughs> but it's true. It's true. People, you know, people sometimes I think when someone's playing a character, they don't. They kind of put them together, and they think that's the person. Oh, that's that's how they must be. You know, when you're good at what you do, <laughs> that's when people connect you like that. And I just, I just think it's important to know that Lily and and Sarah both, you know 
just amazing. I mean, it's just great. great Taj less so, going I, I think. On. But yeah, yeah Taj. Well, Taj, we replaced. Yeah, you know, a lot, a of, lot of his face. And, he was okay. Uh, this bit is getting so old, guys. Yeah, the CG is great of Taj. It really is. It helped a yeah. lot with the expression and emoting, you know. So thank God for CG. So back in the studio, uh, we're starting to get a medley of Rock and Robin, uh, versions of Rock and Robin with different celebrities. Uh, the first is Kesha. Uh, Lips was the one who told her to drop the dollar sign out of her name. That's true, though. That, that part was true. But it's also great that she's just willing to to kind of poke fun at the fact that she had a dollar sign in her name for most of her career. Uh, and uh, she does a deep dive into the lyrics and discovers that the Rock and Robin story is really tragic. You know, like he he rocks in the treetops all day long. Is that his choice or is that society's? That's a good question. I love it. It's so good. It was really funny. Now. Lily, you're you're on the other side of the glass for for these scenes. Are you actually there? Because you don't no, share. No, my one beef with this with this series is that I did not get to actually be there for because of the way the schedule worked out for uh for Kesha for designer designer and who was the last one again? It was well, there's Ziggy uh, Marley and, and Marley. Dead Mouse. Marley, yes. Yeah. Oh, how can I forget and Ziggy Dead Marley? Mouse. I was actually most upset about. I'm a huge Barb Marley fan. In fact, the tattoo, which is covered right now because I'm in production, but is real. My one love tattoo is real. How about um, that? I remember wow. begging production, being like, I want to be there. But I, it didn't work out. We were there. But as fate would have it, subtle flex, I was at a party and I ran into Kesha and I had a conversation started because I was like, hey, I ah. know that you shot with the Muppets. And she was just overjoyed at the experience. And that is like the magic of the show when you meet people who are superstars that have the exact same reaction to the Muppets. And so me being able to hear her be like, it was the coolest thing I've ever done. And I was like, wow. Like you get it. This is what I get to do every day. So it's cool. That's so cool. I love hearing that. Uh, yeah. As, as you mentioned, Ziggy Marley is the next one. Um, he is a rare celebrity who has the Henson hat trick. He worked with the Muppets. He worked on with Sesame street and he worked with the Fraggles, the Fraggle rock. There's not many people who could say that. Uh, and of course uh, he sang the song uh, love power uh, during the credits for Muppet treasure Island. Let's all sing it together right now. No, love don't know power. The... I do. <laughs> well done, Bill. You were in the movie, though. So, uh, and he can't he can't do the song. His heart is broken because Janice, you know, she's a heartbreaker. Broke his heart. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the next one is my favorite. It's Dead Mouse. Uh, he does an electronic version of Rock and Robin, and he's wearing his big mouse head. All the Mayhem members have their own mouse heads, which is such a great visual. Uh, they're all bumping around, falling down. Which is I was amazed that we were allowed to use him. I thought for sure there was some lawsuit that had happened in the past where Disney did not like him using the mouse head. That being that, oh, oh. but right. no, all good. I think those are the some of the coolest costumes of the series too. Those those dead mouse heads on the Muppets. Yeah, those Muppet heads are beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I remember pausing it and just like appreciating every single one and realizing that like. Each of them looked exactly like their character, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. I just I thought it was the coolest thing. I was like, maybe this is a Halloween costume. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. and so much work put into those for like five seconds of content. Which again, attention to detail. I love it. These geniuses in nutshell also managed me for five seconds. That spent eighteen hours making it, five months writing it. That is not like I have a grudge. A little bit. I know. I was gonna say, <laughs> is this Lily complimenting or is this her venting and like? No, it I loved it. I'm telling you, I actually 
especially coming from late night where it was very like, just get it done. It doesn't right. matter. And I so appreciated walking into a space where it was like, no, it needs to be perfect because we have a vision. I loved it. Um, uh, one little thing, because uh, I am I come from an editing background and I, I do trailers mostly and it's all that kind of style stuff. Uh, and we have two, we had a, a bunch of terrific editors who come from the sitcom world. But whenever there was an opportunity to throw in some style or do stuff to music, that's when I like leaned, you know, forward and I'm like can we just try this to do and so the edit to uh dead mouse that sort of the flutter that's cut great yeah. that was my thing where I was like can we just try this just to yeah, that's great. Yeah. um I think great it transition when it catches you off guard too uh which I like I watching it when we were binging it when it came out on May 10th I'm like what's that oh right I, that that was my suggestion nice uh, the last celebrity here is Designer. He's doing a mumblecore rap version uh, of Rock and Robin with lips on lead. This is another uh, one that Adam, uh, from the beginning, we have to do this. This is my hill to die on. Um, rap. Yeah. It has to be right. And yeah. so I think we went through many iterations of this um, to make this happen. Uh, I think it's it's just such a funny idea when you have you know these three characters who barely talk or just or do mumble or you know. Uh, yeah. other single words at a time um and it looks terrific too and my favorite uh detail about this is you know animal and zoot are singing back up and zoot is saying rap song <laughs> which changed actually it was a different thing but yeah. that came what later was it before? which was a great ad uh whoop yeah it was just uh, i think yeah. Just whoop. yeah whoop whoop yeah rap song funnier it was a yeah mumble. right rap song yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the band is listening to the new tracks. They're digging. They're digging this designer mix. Uh, and um, uh, Moop notices that the band is not into it. Uh, and uh, of course, they seem enthusiastic. Uh, Nora asks, "You know, what do you guys think?" And they all cheer a little bit. And uh, Floyd has his "We did it" moment, which is such a like a meme worthy thing. <laughs> I'm surprised that we don't have we don't see that that gif all over the internet. We did it. It's all it's all the crew, and everyone said. From then on, whatever we would we finish a scene or a moment, it was we did it. We'd move. We on. did it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. One is we did it, and then the other thing the crew always said, like for example, when they're like, "Hey guys, we're probably gonna wrap at nine, I'd be like, "Lies, lies, lies." Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a great joke. Also, um, you know, when Moog points out, you know, that the band is always happy. And you know he brings up the fork, and they have the same reaction. You, you know, we did it. Uh, it's such a better version of the joke that was in on the trailers for the 2015 Muppet sitcom, where Scooter is saying like, like the band is is always happy legally now. And oh, right. you know, yeah. obviously that's that's a thinly veiled drug reference, and this is just so much more like, no, they're just happy, and we can find a lot of humor in the fact that they're just enthusiastic about everything. So I think that's a yeah. good update. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but that's at least how I took it. No, no, we had yeah. no reference to the old one. Yeah. yeah. Great. Uh Janice is doing yoga with Hannah in this next scene. Uh she's Love still this. trying to mediate so between the sisters. Uh and uh Janice tries hit uh healing sound bath. She hits a gong, a therapeutic trust fall, she falls backwards, a light lobotomy, she has a power drill, and then a Karamo Karma cleanse. And hey, it's Karamo from Queer Eye. And uh, I am, I'm such a fan of the new Queer Eye. I got, I, I did a little like, oh, the first time I saw this. <laughs> um, was he, was he as nice in real life as he seems yes. on television? I have 
so many stories from this scene. Really? One being the fact that this is one of the audition scenes. Oh. It changed. It changed yeah. a lot. Um, I don't know if I'm even allowed to say. Oh, right, right. It was written. Right. Um, yeah, maybe not. It was written for a different actor. It was very different, um, but very much the same in many ways. It was still yoga. It was still, you know, me and Janice. But important to know when I was uh, filming this as an audition, like you guys had changed the name Janice. So like I didn't even right two and two together. It was like it was like Jane or something. I don't even remember or like Jessica. Like I don't know, just some other like <laughs> female coded. Yeah, it was thing. because we didn't want it to go out to uh, all of the different places. People know it's a Muppets thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I just like had no, I just didn't put two and two together. So I just like treated this. I didn't even think in my head that oh this is like a scene where this character is talking to a Muppet like in my head like I was just talking to a human being and I think that mm. served me because yes, like, absolutely yes for sure doing yeah. um but yeah Karamo is amazing such a beautiful person another yeah. story from this scene Karamo helped me um <laughs> decide whether or not I was going to go to college that year what yeah wow. so <laughs> Uh, I had, yeah, I had just come back from Visitas, which is like my, my school's, uh, like incoming freshman, like visit weekend. Um, and I had just come back and I was like, okay, I know I'm going to the school, but I don't know if I'm going to take a gap year or not. And for some reason, the decision was really stressing me out. It was just like, it felt like this life altering decision of whether or not I should take a gap year or not. Um, and I remember Bill, we were talking about it because your son was on a gap year. Jack, yeah. Jackson Jack, was taking a gap Jackson year, right? Was, yeah. Jackson was on a, on a gap year yeah. and we were talking about school and whatever. And then, um, and then, yeah, I, I had mentioned it to, to Karamo. I was like, yeah, like, this is what's going on, man. Like, that's the life update. Like, I can't tell you much else. Like, I'm shooting the show and I'm deciding about school. <laughs> and he just gave me this really beautiful advice about, you know, he was like, I understand, like, having immigrant parents and, like, just, like, the pressure and whatever. But, like, really just, like, follow your heart, do what makes sense. Like, listen to the signs around you in the universe and all these different things. It was, like, a whole, it was a whole moment. Wow. And the fact that we were doing yoga and, like, I don't know. It was a whole, it was a whole thing. You had your um, own karamo episode his new show I did. right i right? did i had my own moment <laughs> yeah. um but anyway yeah a lot came came out of that scene um i, I decided to go to school right after wow that's amazing yeah. Yeah. i love your frustration at the end of the scene yeah that was fun. yelling at karamo oh. very very yeah fun. karamo what do you say yeah don't you put your out of me karamo. um don't uh don't use your beautiful breath beautiful Brown eyes, is that it? Uh, healing magic. Healing, healing magic. magic yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Healing yeah. magic on me, Karamo. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. But then he shifts his healing magic to Janice. And I love Janice's also her her this line reading of her just telling him to zip it and singing his stay in his lane. And she's like, okay, yeah. love you. Bye. Bye. And I love his reaction. That's that was like a real kind of drop open eyes wide. We had a couple versions, but I kept wanting to push for that because I just thought it was so. <laughs> there's just nothing. He didn't say anything. He just went wide. Like, what? I can't believe that just happened. Incredible. 
Yeah. Uh, so Nora goes back to the shack and confronts Moog because uh, in the previous scene, uh, she played the new song for Penny and it was not the one that they had agreed on. It's a, a, a new mix of Rock and Robin. And so they have this big argument about who knows what's best for the band. Uh, and it's great because Zoot is there to kind of cut the tension just like between them uh, commenting on it as if it's like a dramatic TV show. Uh, and he mentions in the uh, in the script, I have to assume it was a scripted thing. This is a narrative of very heavy duty proportions, which we all recognize as a line from the Muppet movie. I believe that's an outtake from the Kesha scene, right? Doesn't he say? Well, well, no, it was added. It was, it was, it was, the line wasn't there for the It wasn't scene. there. I know I thought and we then, grabbed it from somewhere. And then I think Adam thought it would be because we were trying to connect Zoot a little more to their conversation. Yeah. And we used a shot of Zoot saying something else. Yeah, yeah, that. But put these words in it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was a great, great mention, great Easter egg. Yeah. If, if you haven't seen the Muppet movie, you should go watch it. It's a good movie. I like Zoot's line. What is what Jeff? What's Zoot's line when he says, uh, "Ooh, drama"? What is like this lots, show. Of drama? lots of drama? Lots of drama. Oh yeah, I like this show. Lots of drama. That's lots fine. of drama. Yeah. It like turns out show. that Moog's demo <laughs> that he's been trying to get uh, Nora to listen to for the past four episodes is made up of remixes of all the Mayhem's concerts. Uh, so he does know his stuff, and he works hard on making this sound good. Um, Nora sees a, a stack of VHS tapes, and uh, on those tapes, we see Muppets at uh, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, Muppets at Walt Disney World, which, by the way, is not on Disney Plus yet. But can we just say they butt heads beautifully here, these two? Because this is the first time they actually have a confrontation like this, and it's pretty heavy, you know? Uh, and and uh, I just thought, I just love the way that, that scene plays right there, because it could have been very mean but it's just frustration and trying to, you know, push back, push back. You know, it's, it's just a great little. little I agree. Uh, I think it's a perfect balance where you still are rooting for both of the characters and you don't right. leave the scene disliking, at least in my opinion, you don't leave the scene disliking. You're just like, oh, these are two people that like have their baggage and are like meeting each other in this argument. And so yeah. it leaves you really wanting them to reconnect as opposed yeah. to being like oh screw this one person i want this one person to win so i agree i really like the way that landed yeah it was great well and it helps that uh they're both arguing because they want what's best for the band and for this album they're not what arguing they think, because what they think is best for the band yeah. exactly yeah uh yeah they don't want they're not arguing because they hate each other they don't they're not even arguing because they love each other you know right. it's it, that that will come later Nora puts a tape in the VCR, and of course, the clock reads 420, which is a reference to Pulp Fiction. I think we shot at that time. I think that's actually just... <laughs> just so happened to be 420. Yeah, I think that one was. Yeah, yeah, I think it just happened. I do remember that was a late night. I do yeah. remember AM, right, sorry. Two in the morning or something, yeah. yeah. Uh, we hear uh, the Mayhem singing a song in the background during the next uh, few scenes. Uh, they're singing God Only Knows, the Beach Boys song. Uh, which is great and also an interesting choice that I, I very much appreciate that you didn't try to do a music video for for every song. Um, you know, we can just have the mayhem singing a song and it's in the background mm -hmm. uh, and we can appreciate it for what it is, which is just a great cover of a great song. Yeah, and it comes out of the demo. It's what's on the demo that right. she plays, right? So yes. that's what that's what carries mm -hmm. us through. Yeah. Right, exactly. Uh, 
so uh, Floyd comes in, tells Nora he's so lucky to have been able to make music with all of his friends for all these years, uh, which is inspiring her to want to reconnect with her sister. Meanwhile, Janice is going back to Hannah's house and she has a photo to show her. Uh, Hannah assumes it'll be a picture of her and Nora and it'll convince her that they should reconcile. It would have been a very easy story beat, but it's not. This is maybe the biggest gasp I got in this entire series. <laughs> that it's a picture of Janice and her twin sister. She has an identical twin. I can't, I can't believe it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it either. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. yeah Did, um, I mean, that story to unfold. We'll see. Um, yeah, we came up with that in the writer's room. Uh, I think when we were just doing uh, sort of background for these characters, and we just thought yeah. that would be a really cool thing. Uh, I guess we won't go into the details of what we've kind of figured out, but um, yeah, right. uh, we have a cool story and cool ideas for what it could be. Oh, and, it just, yeah. it, and we weren't just, sure as we were coming up with it, if it was going to, you know, come up again in the first season or not. And um, I think we liked we, what we settled on where it doesn't, you know, yeah. um, but it just lends yeah. itself so nicely to this moment uh, yeah. and to what Nora and Hannah are going through. And it just, it's so sweet. So sweet. Yeah, super sweet. I mean, I, I assume that later on when, when they're in the desert and they're all, they've eaten the bad mushrooms and Janice is in a room full of Janice's, that's a bit of a reference to, you know, maybe maybe one of those is not Janice. Maybe those, oh, one of those is her. That, that was at least how I read uh, that. Not scene. intentionally. Uh, I, yeah. I, yeah, we didn't think hmm. of it that necessarily that way, but yeah. Janice also insinuates that she doesn't know where her sister is, which is also leading to a lot of potential story. So I'm really excited for, you know, to to see what you guys have in mind. Yeah, no, that was a really, really beautiful scene. I think I want to pat David on the back for that one. I mean, like, I yeah. I think that was one of the first, that might have been one of the first scenes where I was alone. There had been other really grounded scenes with Muppets, like, for example, actually, I don't know if, if with if just me, but alone with a Muppet, like, I think that was one of the very first, like, really grounded scenes I had um, where where there was room to get more emotional and and that was when I really saw like how how much humanity the Muppets have despite not necessarily being human and their universality and their ability to speak so much to the human experience um and Janice just has so much heart in this scene so it was so easy to just play off of David's perfor performance because it was so stunning and and yeah. and so beautiful and uh, my family now makes fun of me for this scene i hope you know why because, they're, why? because they're annoying they're like they can't just like let it be a good scene <laughs> <laughs> my cousin came over to my house like two days ago and she was like oh did you think of your sister when you were shooting <laughs> and because like obviously like it's my real sister so they've seen us like argue and they've seen us bicker but like my sister <laughs> and I are also very close so I was like yeah I did kind of think of my sister like sorry I sure. love her like they're right. like no you don't anyway it's a whole it's a whole <laughs> bit now in my house anytime oh. like, this episode is like playing or somebody's re-watching the show they're like as if sorry <laughs> and I'm like Wow. Your answer to Sweet. them should always just be, it's acting. I'm an actor. <laughs> I don't have to think yeah. of real things. No, I because just no, that, that's just, no, that's that's like handing them material on a silver platter. Right. Oh, we're an actor, actor are we? Oh. Literally. That's right. So my family's yeah. very good at like keeping me, keeping me 
not even like grounded, like six feet under, like on the floor. Embedded. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Amazing. So Janice convinces her that the distance that between sisters may feel really good right now, but it won't feel good if they drift too far apart. Uh, so uh, Nora brings Mo Moog's demo back to him, admits he was right. He really does have the perfect sound for bridging the old and the new for the mayhem. And she asks him to produce the album, which is very sweet. Such a sweet scene. It's it really a, is. And I feel like I just love the way it sets up this relationship moving forward because, you know, you see Nora, like she has so much guard up. And I think there's only a few times in the series, but they're like really special ones where she'll actually like get, let that down and be like, you're right. I'm letting someone in. I think this is like the first real time you see her do that with a, with someone one-on-one, -on -one, which is like really yeah. special. Yeah, oh, she yeah, she has the moment where uh, where she kind of comes clean about the lies in the previous thing, but this is the first time with a person mm -hmm. that she's admitting she's not really you know right and knows what she's doing, which is yes. great. So well trusting done. of someone else. I also got to give a huge shout out to a crew member by the name of Banner, who is the oh. only reason the door of that trailer stayed open during that scene because the hardest <laughs> part of that scene. Was op the hardest part of the show was opening that trailer door. Oh it's like God. rocket science. It's legit wow. rocket science. But opening that and swinging it, shout outs Banner for your service. Wow, I was just gonna say the and and Moog's reaction when you leave uh, yeah. is so great. That that moment alone where he's just like he can't believe it's gonna happen. Yeah. You know. And then so the next great. shot is uh, Nora turning to camera to start. Yeah, mm -hmm. just great. Just to, yeah. you're confident. You're excited. Let's do this. Absolutely. But, You're making all the right choices. Yeah. Uh, Janice brings Hannah back to the shack and Hannah admits oh. that she really does need her big sister. Oh. And they, and here's what I love about the scene. It's a great, it's a great scene. I love that Hannah comes in heart open and Nora is like, what, what's wrong? What do you need? And like, oh my God, like you're kind of gobsmacked by, by your sister hugging you. But then Janice is looking on, and again, like we're talking about David's performance as Janice in this this episode, but there's something, it's such a simple little thing, just like the little, you know, head is cocked a little bit to the left, and her yeah. hearts, her hands are at heart center, and it just, it just is a really heartwarming moment. Totally, and you know, just to go off what Sarah was saying earlier, so I find a lot, I tap into a lot of my real life for Nora, but not in my experience, so my real sister is six years older than me and did raise me a lot. So she is actually Nora. And then I in real life was the influencer and I was Hannah. And so I really am tapping into things my sister has said to me, how my sister and I have argued about things. And so it's been a really interesting experience because I think I feel like shooting this scene, like I think I went home and I was like, oh man, maybe I was an annoying little sister to my real sister. <laughs> <laughs> me. The universe is like, we're going to give you this role. So you see how annoying you've been. Um, but it was just really special because I did get to tap into something real there. I, I remember you brought that up when we were uh, meeting with you. And I think we all sort of, even though we were on Zoom, we're like, wait a second here. There are so many parallels here. Yeah. How, how, she is Nora. I mean, she's not Nora. She's saying that she's Hannah, but she's Nora. I mean, but I, I'm so familiar with that experience. And I think, uh, you know, my little sis, Sarah, killed it in this scene. She's just oh, this stunning performance. You know, so good. That hug is like, even I, I mean, I was there, but I still watch it. And I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it gets me every time. And then she turns and says, thank you. That little whisper. Yeah. So good. I've said it before, uh, just, but I love watching your relationship between the two of you uh, just grow and develop. 
over the course of this season. I would also say it's one of the relationships that had the most amount of tweaks. You know, a lot of how we met Nora and how we met Hannah and how we learned about the relationship, those scenes were shot and tweaked and yeah. gone. So I feel like it's been like refined and fine-tuned to this place that's really special and cool. So shout out. Jeff brought up a point we were looking uh, um like I won't say a scene the scene where you're in, we shot later uh where you're one. in the right from episode one where you're in the record store yeah and the fact that you guys had got to know each other over time before we shot that really fed that and you really feel like you guys are sisters there having know? to reshoot that was one of the greatest blessings that we got um sometimes you're just like oh we screwed up and we did and that was our writing but then just the blessing of it was that by that point in shooting you were sisters you were close yeah. you knew each other you liked each other you know and it just shows on that in that was great so because before they didn't like each other at all no you did not like each other at all they did and not like each other yeah. in the beginning like is a strong word yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was oh. a real yeah that was a really beautiful scene but can i lily do you remember our marks for that hug like the hug looks really beautiful on on camera, but our marks were weird. Remember, we had to hug like kind of like, do you not like it was it was just odd, and so oh. it was kind of uncomfortable because we had to like make sure. Our, I think it was like I kept getting like blocked, like yeah. you were blocking the light, uh -huh. and if I had to like. Turn. So for you to turn to Janice, like it looks good on camera, but in in person you were like cranking. I was like cranking my neck. I was like, oh, thanks, right. Janice. It was, oh. yeah, it was a lot. In general, <laughs> Janice's room is a challenge because of the space, but also like, I'm going to say walking on pillows is like walking in sand. You know, it's very yeah. hard to catch yeah. your balance and like find your mark and like all that type of stuff. So I always thought it was a little challenging to shoot in Janice's room. Your pillow nest. Yeah, the pillow nest. Bill, I remember this scene was also really special because at this point, by the time we were filming this scene, like we had become better friends. You and my dad had become pretty close. Ali. Yeah. <laughs> and you came specifically, you came, I remember you were like, maybe you were writing or something. But I was shooting on, we were shooting on the other stage you at were, the same time. Oh, wow, yeah. look at that. Going back I and forth. I know these things. But yeah. then you came, you came back just for this scene. I remember you like telling, tell, was it Matt that directed this one? Yeah, uh, I think. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, uh, you going to Matt, like, don't wear her out. I remember you saying that. You're like, it's fine. I'm fine. Like, I'm good. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was watching you, and every take was just, you know, there was just great stuff in every one. And I just thought, I don't know. I just, it was, to be honest, the note was not, not only just to look after you, but like, I just, Matt, Matt is a great director and he just really wants to pull all that stuff, you know? And, mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, it was just, uh, I felt like we got it. I felt like several times it was great stuff, but he was like, no, no, let's do just one little, you know. No, you were so sweet. I, I always remember that. So you, <laughs> you guys hadn't seen any of the show until the night of the premiere, right? Yeah. And now I assume you've seen the show. You watched the show. Yeah. Your favorite episodes? What, what you, I mean, I'm sure it was all like just a shock to see it all. I'm telling you, this is one of my favorite episodes. This yeah. this episode seven as well. But honestly, like this is one of my favorite episodes just because of like the sister storyline. So, sweet. so yeah. sweet. Yeah, this was the one that I felt when we were watching. I was like, this is our show. You know, we got here and this feels like our show. The pacing, the humor, the balance. So nice. And then the yeah. human emotion of it. 
so great. Well, just to wrap up the episode, uh, our final scene, Nora has ditched the idea of collaborations with other artists and tells the band they could just record new stuff on their own. So the band is going to go record a new song and they got nothing. There is no new stuff. Uh-oh, cliffhanger. Disney Plus is going to love this. I love the one, two, three and a half. And I love the execution of Bill's four. I laugh out loud every time. Four? <laughs> <laughs> so good. I also have to assume this is kind of what it was like, you know, for the people who were writing the music. Jeff, maybe you, you felt this way of just like, yeah, so we'll just write new Mayhem songs and and go. And uh, something will come out, right? I mean, that's oh my kind God. of how the, that's the first stage of songwriting, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there, there should be a whole podcast about doing the music for our show. It, it's, yeah, uh, it's tough. Right. It, it's a tall order. You know, you want to do the mayhem crowd. Uh, you want to serve our story correctly. You want to make a rock an album and it's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. I mean, you know, go, to go back just very quickly, just even to have God only knows works. It's a huge turning point in our episode story-wise. Nora has to listen to something in that moment that convinces her that Moog is the right person to do this. And we wrote, you know, that it was going to be God only knows. And we just put this on Linda Perry. All right, produce the version of the song that's going to convince her and also audiences. Audiences need to hear it. And what is that? What is that thing? You don't want to change the mayhem, but it's got to be something, you know, that feels new, that feels different, that doesn't sound exactly like God only knows and its fame is open. It was such a tall order all around. Uh, and this was certainly one of the biggest challenges. I think we pulled it off the moment. I think you did. Yeah, for every I think you song. Did. It was for, yeah. If my opinion counts for anything, I think you pulled it off real well. I love speaking to people like you because you've taught me things about the series. Like hearing you talk, I'm like, oh, those are things I didn't catch at all. So thank you. Of course. Mm. I mean, look, this is this is what it is to be to be a Mayhead, basically. We're like, we are going to have a, <laughs> a different view, uh, viewpoint of this stuff because we're looking for those Easter eggs. We're comparing it to the old stuff, which we have, you know, encyclopedically filed away. Uh, but yeah, but we have all this stuff like filed away in our brains. So of course, like, you know, if Dr. Teeth is going to say something, I'm thinking about when Dr. Teeth said something similar in 1979 when Bill was not a part of the troop. So, you know, I'm I'm putting those ridiculous things together that nobody cares about but me and the people listening to this podcast. I'm uh, so sorry you go through that. I'm so sorry. It's a nightmare. <laughs> uh, so Sarah and Lily, uh, as we're wrapping up, do you have any other memories from the show or stories that you want to share or just general uh, reactions to the series as a whole, you know, beyond this episode? Wow. I mean, there's, there's so much. I mean, there's uh, so much. I know that was, that yeah, was a tall that's question. A, that's a big question. Yeah. Quick. You got a minute and a half. I'll just say, I think it's, it's a, a, an honor and a privilege to be surrounded by such incredible performers and castmates and crew members and writers and producers and everybody. Um, I I think this show after coming home from from press tour and releasing the show and it just kind of like being out in the world now and it being a real thing um, because for some reason to me like until my projects are like officially out into the world they don't exist yet mm -hmm. and I try to like block it out of my memory I'm like no this hasn't happened yet but now that it's kind of like out and people are having reactions to it I've had the time to to sit back and kind of reflect on the whole journey and kind of process it all now like a year later um 
And I just, I, do, I think when you're in it and you're doing a dream project like this, you sometimes don't realize what you're doing in the moment. And you kind of try to pinch yourself then, but you don't, it, it doesn't really click until much later. Um, and I think over the past little while, it's all really started processing for me. And I've been able to sit back and realize just how freaking magnificent these people are. Um, and, and I, I don't know, I think I'll be thanking my lucky stars every, every single day for, for crossing paths with all these wonderful human beings and, and Muppets. Just to add on to that, I'll say, I do remember a day when me, Sarah and Thaj, I don't think Anders was on set this day, where, you know, our names were announced as part of being ah. cast and we were like having a breakdown. We were like, oh my goodness, we are the annoying humans that are going to be part of the Muppets and people just want to see the Muppets. And we were a little stressed about, you know, we're very aware that the Muppets are so beloved and people want to see the Muppets and we wanted to do justice and make sure people knew that we were there to like make them shine and like be there to compliment and not to take anything away from them. And so we were really stressed before it came out, honestly, about just like how people would react. But I think, you know, kudos to the, the writers and the creators and the producers, because I think that balance is so perfect. And I hope people, when they watch the show, diehard Muppet fans can feel that, that we're not, I'm just gonna be real, we're not there to take the spotlight. It is about the beloved Muppets and we're there to just like, bring bring ourselves to their world you know and so but I do remember us having I remember because I had two scoops of ice cream that day I was like oh my god <laughs> I had to rank that Buffett's world but um it's been such a joy and such an honor and the reception has been great and it's just I guess to all the Mayheads thanks for thanks for letting us be part of your world because it's been super cool well, and yeah. thank you for bringing so much uh joy and humanity to this project uh and your talents you did a wonderful job. The series is great. Uh, and thank you for being here on this podcast. Uh, what a joy it's been to, to chat with you both for the past hour. Thank you. And thank you, Bill and Jeff. We'll hopefully see you again next week back here on this podcast. Thanks everyone for listening. And we'll see you again soon on the Muppets Mayhem Backstage Pass. The Muppets Mayhem Backstage Pass is brought to you by ToughPigs.com. Produced, written, and hosted by Joe Hennis. Logo art by Dave Hultine Jr. The Muppets Mayhem mark and logo, characters, and elements are trademarks of the Muppets Studio. All rights reserved. Transcriptions provided by Katie Lynn Miller. The Muppets Mayhem end credits written by Mick Giacchino is used with permission. Special thanks to the Muppets Studio, Disney Plus, and the entire Muppets Mayhem family. For more from ToughPigs, find us at ToughPigs on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon. Thanks for listening, and until next time, rock on! Rock on!